It was a rainy Friday in January of 2007. An early morning commuter rush in a Washington, D.C. subway station. If you've been in a subway station, you know what they're like, and everybody's in a hurry and trying to get to where they're going. And in walks a man with a violin case. You've seen street performers all sorts of places. He finds a place to stand on a little perch at the subway station. And he takes out his violin, and he puts the case down, and he puts a couple of dollars in it to prime the pump, like they do. This was no ordinary violinist this day at the subway station. His name's Joshua Bell, one of the greatest violinists in the world. A few days before he played at Boston Symphony Hall, and people paid $100 to $200 a head to hear Joshua play. But this day, he's in the subway system with his multi-million dollar Stradivarius violin made in 1713. He began playing Chaconne from Bach's Partita, number two in D minor. One of Bell's favorite pieces, he calls it spiritually powerful and emotionally powerful and structurally perfect. Chaconne's also considered one of the most difficult violin solos ever written. And so there in this busy subway station, one of the world's greatest violinists on one of the greatest violins is playing one of the greatest pieces ever written for it. Can you guess what happened? Can you guess? You think the busy commuters stopped in their tracks, mesmerized by what was going on, and just drifted towards the magical music? Not so much. For the first three minutes while Bell played, there were some hidden cameras watching the whole event and some friends counting. No one passing by acknowledged anything. Nothing. Everyone with their head down hurried on fixated to the next destination. And if you have noticed this, I'm going to stop my story for a minute and go to another one. Jeannie and I were in a restaurant the other day. Thank God for restaurant. We were in a restaurant the other day and we were walking out and it was a man and a woman at a phone, at, at a table, and their phones were sitting on the table, and they were both pecking, and their heads were almost touching each other, and they were oblivious to each other being there, and the world being there. Their heads were down. Have you noticed that in society? People with their heads down, not paying attention to anything going on. It's our world. So, after, at the four-minute mark, one woman came and threw a dollar in his violin case. After six minutes, one commuter stopped, leaving us to walk and listen to the gift that was being poured out to the train station. Bell Pate played for 43 minutes. He made 32 bucks off of 27 donations. Two people stopped to listen. Two. The other 1,070 people who passed by in front of him were oblivious to what was going on. Here's the thought. If we are so busy in our lives and so deaf and so blind and have our heads down that we can move past such beauty, what else are we missing? What are we missing? Let's pray for that. Lord God, help us to slow down. 
Help us to open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to the wonders around us. Help us to remove prejudice that when we see something, we think, oh, there can't be anything there. Help us, Father, to tune in to the glorious song that you are playing each and every moment. Help us not to miss another thing. In Jesus' name I pray. This scripture from Exodus chapter 3, I love. Beginning at verse 1, we see that, you know the story of the burning bush. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. And Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flame, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush. Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Don't come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you're standing on holy ground. You know what I'm thankful about? I'm thankful Moses didn't have an iPhone. You know what I'm saying? He'd have missed it. You don't have to have an iPhone to miss things. We can wear blinders and not see so much that is around us. I think they've been burning bushes here today. What Bob did was a burning bush earlier today, and the Bob, both Bobs, were burning bushes that we saw today. The video was a burning bush. You being here, we just need to make sure we look around. I think there are burning bushes all around us. My advice is to slow down and keep your eyes and ears open to God because He's always there. Yesterday at Arlington Cemetery, I did a funeral for Mildred Collins. Some of you remember the Collins family. They lived on Glen Ridge between here and Hammond Park. Uh, Mildred was 96. So I did the funeral, and actually I was more of the master of ceremonies than anything. Uh, a grandson sang, and two granddaughters spoke, and her son Forrest spoke. And it was really neat to see a family of faith deal with that. I just got to sit there and, and, and well, stand there and watch at the graveside. I did a wedding last night uh, in Sandy, let's see, Buck Springs, isn't that what you call it? Buck Springs, Osner Drive, in a friend's uh, backyard. And just seeing the celebration and the gift of husband and wife was neat. And seeing a son drive a 1963 Chevrolet pickup truck from Los Angeles to Atlanta to watch a wedding. That's a burning bush. To, it's either lunacy or a burning bush <laughs> to me. But I don't know. It, it's important to look and see, watch and listen. We better pay close attention because there's miracles all around us. 
And sometimes we miss amazing things because of the way people look. And there's a video I wanted to show you. Paul Potts was a cell phone salesman in Great Britain. He was pudgy, teeth not so good, not a snappy dresser. You might have seen Paul on YouTube. He has to come out to Britain's Got Talent, and Simon is a judge. And you can see the look on the judge's face before Paul opens his mouth. They're not expecting to see anything. Look what they saw. But for the next contestant, the world of showbiz seems a million miles away. It's Paul, a mobile phone salesman from South Wales. One day, I jump on my phones. My dream is to spend my life doing what I feel like I was born to do. Paul, what are you here for today, Paul? To sing opera. I've always wanted to sing as a career. Confidence is, has always been sort of like a difficult thing for me. I've always found it a little bit difficult to be completely confident in myself. Okay, ready when you are.
bit shocked at them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as Paul heads home happy, the judges think they might have found something special in Cardiff. I like shows where somebody isn't a professional, has a talent, isn't aware of it, has a normal job, and then you see something else. I like that. And that's what that guy said. Yeah. A I love what Simon said. I didn't expect that. Did you notice that? I didn't expect that. Maybe we need to look at people differently. All people differently. Because they just might be a burning bush. And we might dismiss it because of our preconceived notions or ideas. Tuesday, Jeannie and I went to Nashville to meet Annabelle Jean Shivers, our new granddaughter. She's beautiful. And since Jean's in charge of the computer, she's got six Taylor and Stephanie um, and Jackson are beautiful family, and they're burning bushes to me. The miracle of birth and the love of family are gifts straight from heaven, and we don't ever need to miss that. It's important to remember the words of Psalm 46.10. And this is for all of us. Be still and know that I am God. I'm exalted among the nations. I'm exalted in the earth. We just got to slow down enough to look and listen and learn. This past week in Cincinnati, Ohio, at a retirement home, 87-year-old Patty Riss, did you hear about 87-year-old Patty Riss? Was sitting at her table and she got a piece of meat with bone in it and she began to choke. The 96-year-old man next to her saved her life by doing the Heimlich maneuver. Did you read about that? The 96-year-old man was Dr. Henry Heimlich. <laughs> the inventor of the Heimlich maneuver. Patty Riss said about it to Henry Heimlich, God put me in this seat next to you. I believe that. It was a burning bush moment in Cincinnati. Go when you leave this place and find some burning bush moments wherever you find yourself. Let's pray together. Lord, if we keep our heads up and our ears open, and our eyes open, it will be amazing what we see. We ask that you would help us to be burning bushes to a world around us. And Father, we thank you for the abilities of to look and listen and learn. Help us to see Jesus wherever we go. And to show him wherever we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are going to sing our hymn of invitation today. Number 296, Jesus is Lord of all. That is true. Whatever God leads you to do, if you need to join with this church family, or just make sure your eyes are open when you leave this place. Let's do that as we stand and sing.